It is a Patriots Monday here at WEEI, and this morning's interview with Brian Hoyer. It is our pleasure, and we've been waiting for months to be able to talk about actual football, and we do it with Brian Hoyer this morning on the Greg Hill Show. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for being on this morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, what is what's your day like? Do you are, are, have you already been tested? What's the uh, how does that work on a day like today? Um, I'm literally wait as soon as I get off the phone with you guys, I, I'll get my test. So um, yeah, we do it pretty early, and then you know you go through the process to get in the building, and then from there it's you know obviously I would say pretty much a normal day, other than the fact that you're social distancing, wearing masks, those types of things. Uh, would you say Bill is uh, less scary or more scary with a mask on? <laughs> Um, I think he's about the same. I think we all know what the facial expression is underneath. Um, so has it been a, a difficult adjustment for you when it comes to this season and, and uh, being a completely different kind of season than any other so far? Um, you know what? I, I, I think it is what it is. I mean, you know, we did our, we did our entire off-season program online, um, which was obviously very unique. But um, I think we got a lot out of it. Our coaches did a great job of, you know, using that time in, in a very um, useful way. And, you know, we had a bunch of guys up here and we were, you know, trying to get together as much as we could and, and try to be safe about it. And then, you know, now we're back in training camp. And like I said, other than having to go through the protocol and, and go through everything that we have to do, I think once you're in the building, you know, we're just trying to do business as business is being done and, and you know, within the rules. And um, so it's been great to get back out, you know, yesterday and Friday and actually, you know, practice football. Were were you surprised at how many of your teammates opted out? No, I mean, everyone has a personal decision to make, and I think a lot goes into it. I mean, trust me, there was many nights where I sat down with my wife and had conversations, and everyone's got to do what's best for them. And I think there's so much uncertainty, not just in the NFL, but in the world. No one really knows what's going on. And, and depending on your own personal scenario, you have to do what's best for for, for your family. So, you know, totally understandable, and everyone has that decision to make, and I know it's not an easy one. Did you come close to opting out? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, it was, you know, something that you had to talk about. I wasn't going to just go in there and, and be selfish and say, look, this is, you know, what it's going to be. I have two young kids, you know, trying to decide, are they going to go back to school or are they not, my wife. You know, I mean, just there's a lot that goes into it, and I think, you know, Everyone wants to get back and play football, but there's more than just just that this year. Um, how did you end up getting the news about Tom Brady signing with the Bucks? Um, I think on ESPN or whatever. I mean, I was just at home, and you know, you get those alerts on your phone, and you know, that's kind of the way I found out. Were were you were you surprised by that? Um. I don't know. I mean, that that was his personal decision to make. I mean, I, I obviously stay in touch with him, and, um, you know, it is what it is. I, it's Look, this is the NFL. There's players that change from team to team every year. Obviously, that's a big one because of who Tom is and how many years he's spent here. But, you know, like, same thing as opting out. Everyone has to make the best decision for themselves and their family, and you just move on and respect that. Brian, after you were cut by the Pats in 2019, Tom had said that it was going to be really difficult not to see you on the sidelines because of the amount of positivity that you brought to the team, to the locker room, and your just your outlook in general. Did you did you find that you had a good relationship with Tom because you guys shared those same outlooks? Yeah, I think, I mean, for me, I have, you know, so much respect and, and um, you know, he, he was such a great teammate, not only to me, but everybody in the locker room, and, and it made it always such a enjoyable, you know, 
time to be around him because I was always learning from him. I was I was constantly, you know, trying to soak things up. And, you know, for me, I also I also love my other teammates that are here. And that's why, you know, when I had this opportunity to come back, I was so excited because when I left last year, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to a lot of these guys. And so, you know, when I was able to come back and, and see their faces, although it was on a computer screen, um, <laughs> it was something that I was really excited about. And then even now you get to get back in the building and, nice. and you know, sit down and have a meal with them. It's just it was something that I was you know, obviously when Tom left to go to Tampa and, and I was released by the Colts, I thought, you know, this is, possibly could happen. And when it did, I was just, you know, really excited. So, um, you know, it's just, like I said, the NFL, it's ever-changing. If anyone, you know, knows that, it's me. I've, I've moved around and had to deal with it a lot. And like I said, for me, to for the opportunity to come back, I was just, you know, really excited to get back. Did you give a little side eye to Stidham when you when you came back this year? Like, hey, buddy, guess who's back? <laughs> no, he was one of the first people to text me and say, "Hey, man, I'm so happy you're back." And uh, you know, so we're we're excited to be out there and play football together. So on that subject, Brian, when you came back, this is your third tour of duty here with the Patriots. Uh, word was that you were promised a shot at the starting job. Jared Stidham was here. Then Cam Newton comes to town as well. Do you feel like this is still an open competition for the quarterback? And how's it going so far? Look, I think Coach Belichick always says that every position is a competition, no matter you know what it is every year. So I think for me, you know, I know going in that I'm always going to compete. Like I'm trying to be the starting quarterback. I did that when Tom was here. I know that that was never going to happen because of who he was, but that pushed me to be better. You know, so adding another great quarterback like Cam to the room, I mean, it only makes us that much more competitive, and that's going to bring out the best in all of us. What do you think when when it comes to your advantages in in that potential battle to be the starter? Would you, you know what do you think they are? Is it is it familiarity with the system? Is it your your how you know Bill? How you know Josh? I mean, when you look at yourself uh, with as it relates to those two guys, what do you think gives you an advantage? Yeah, like I said, I think I'm a very competitive person, and, and knowing to come back here. This is my first time here without Tom, which is for every time. So, you know, I mean, for everyone. But I think for me, you know, I try to just take every day, one day at a time. And, and whether it's a, a new play, an old play, with guys I play with, with guys I haven't played with, and just try to execute it the best I can. And I think if I go out and do that every day, it will not only make myself better and rise the level of that room, but, you know, make the team better. And I think ultimately that's the goal is to get as many good players on the team as you can. Um, and push each other to make everybody, everyone else better. So, yeah, I think, you know, I look at, I have a lot of experience in this offense, but, you know, that's in the past. I have to go out there and do it now. Are you on Edelman's phone this morning? His phone always <laughs> sucks when he calls this show. Is, is, is it bad? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sitting outside the stadium unless I have good service here. Oh, you're standing outside the stadium. Yeah. I mean, they ought to, they ought to, they ought to give you some kind of a bat phone so you can dial right in here. But we'll, well, move around a little bit, Brian. Don't hurt yourself, Sorry. but move okay. around a little I'll, I'll bit. Drive around. All I'll right, drive, drive, around. drive around a little bit. Curtis, what do you got? Hey, Brian. So you're a graduate of Michigan State, a proud Spartan. What do you think about no Big Ten football this fall? And do you think there's any chance that they get it back together and play this year? Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't have a lot of time to be following it because we're pretty busy right now. I, I think, um, like I said, it's, it's kind of similar to players opting out. I mean, every everybody has to make their own decision based on the knowledge that they have. I mean, obviously, um, you know, college football and football in general is such a big part of the American way. But you know, like I said, it's it's not just about football. There's there's so many other things that are going on that you know no one really has any answers to. So. You know, it's not my decision to make, and and um, 
you know, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Do you feel like do you feel like the Tom Brady that we've seen this season is a little bit different than the Tom Brady that we saw the last four or five seasons here? What do you mean? Oh well, I mean he's gung ho about uh, his own version of OTAs. He's uh, conducting illegal workouts in <laughs> in parks. Uh, he's uh, sneaking he's sneaking over for a look at the playbook at uh, coaches' houses. He just he's he seems perhaps a little a little more gung ho than he was in the off season the last few years around here. Well, look, I've been a new guy on a team before too, and you get excited and you want to meet your teammates and do all those things. So I think you know. That's Tom. He's excited. He's he's a competitor, and you know that he wants to get ready to go. Plus, you know, I think um, you know this off season has been so unprecedented. Um, you know, we're all out there trying to figure out you know what we're going to do. When we were throwing in the off season, we're like, all right, you know, how are we going to do this social distancing? And you know, but the fact of the matter is, you got to touch a football, throw it to a guy. You know, I think so. There's a lot of things that we're working around, and everything's kind of adjusting day by day. I think you know some fans, and and certainly some in the media felt like Tom was kind of miserable last season. Did you did you get that from him? I mean, I was here, so I can't really speak for him. Well, you, well, you say you, you talked to him, you texted with him, you know, you, you know did, you, did you get that impression? Mm, I can't, like I said, I can't speak for him when I talked to him on the phone. You know, those, those conversations, it really, it was more checking in, hey, how are you doing, how's the family, you know, really um, that type of thing. Brian, so this is your third stint again uh, with the Pats, and one of the things that people have talked about over the years is your ability to be a great scout team quarterback. Other players on the team have talked about, you know, and we're not we're not sure. By the way, what's the nickname? Because we've heard Hoy, Hoister, uh, all the different guys have called you. What should, what should we go? What's the company nickname? Oh, there we go, Nick. Um, I think for the most part, I think Tom. When I first got here, used to just call me Hoy. So that's how it's always Hoy. been. Okay. Um, but like I said, you can never really give yourself a nickname. So yeah. I guess whatever people are going to call you, they're going to call you. That's the Seinfeld rule. So I wanted to know, uh, so all these guys keep talking about, you know, like the, the fact that you can emulate all these different quarterbacks and help the team prepare as a scout quarterback. What is it you do to figure out ways to to imitate those quarterbacks and get the Patriots or whatever team you're ready for to play that quarterback that week? Yeah, I think for me, it's you know I I love the game of football, so I watch a lot of football, whether it's you know watching game film or you know highlights or anything like that. So you see how you know certain quarterbacks play, and, and when that week arises, then that's who you try to emulate and do the best you can. Plus, I've been in a lot of different systems, so I have you know some knowledge of you know pretty much every team that you know we're playing has something similar to what I've been in. And, uh, you know, so I try to, you know, do the best I can. Plus, it's fun. I mean, it's it's kind of uh, a period where you can try to see, you know, what you can and can't do as a quarterback in this league, especially when you're going against some really good defensive players. So, you know, you just go out there and, and try to, you know, give them the best look of, of what they're going to be seeing on Sundays. When it comes to players like Devin McCourty, maybe Jason um, they were pretty vocal heading into the season about being a little bit concerned about it. Have you have you spoken to those guys? Have you spoken to other guys? Are you concerned about playing football with what's going on? Um, you know, I think there was obviously a lot of questions, and now that we're back in the building and I see, you know, the daily testing, the protocols, all those things, I think the NFL has done the best that they possibly can to make it a safe environment. And now really it's up to us players. And I think we have to hold each other accountable to make sure that, you know, 
we're, we're living smartly, I guess I would put it. Um, you know, you're not putting yourself at risk and going out to places where there's a lot of people where you could maybe catch something. So I think, um, you know, the protocols they've put in place are the best that they could possibly do. And, and like I said, now it's up for everyone who's coming into an NFL building, not just with the Patriots, but throughout the entire league to, you know, be smart, um, you know, live, live as, as best as you can without, you know, not living, I would say. And, you know, if, if you um, aren't feeling well, you have to say something because the reality is, is you're not just affecting your team, but you're, effect, you're affecting your teammates, families, and, and all of those things. So it's a kind of a trickle-down effect. But like I said, I think, um, you know, after being here for almost two weeks now, I think um, they did, you know, came up with a plan the best they could. And now really it's up to everybody who comes in the building on a daily basis to, you know, follow those protocols and, and keep everyone safe. And as a veteran, do you feel like it's up to you to tell the young guys that they shouldn't be out going to Magic City or or any other place like that? They they got they got to stay in. I mean, for sure. I mean, that's that's part of it is is holding each other accountable. I think, and and you know, we always try to hold each other accountable on the football field, and now you have to try to do it um, off the football field as well for the safety of you know the team and and everybody else's family. Brian, with Tom gone, has the playbook changed? Um, no, I mean, look, I think Josh has 20 years of experience in running this offense, and I think we're always trying to, you know, learn that core offense and then, you know, develop things off of that. And I think, you know, the one thing with, with NFL football is everything's constantly changing. So you're learning new things. You're learning, um, you know, maybe there's a new play. Maybe there's a new twist on an old play. I think there's always things that are evolving, and that's mm-hmm. the only way to stay ahead of the game. So I think, you know, look, everything goes through Josh and he's done an excellent job for, you know, like I said, you know, 20 years of installing and and coming up with plays and all those things. So really just follow his lead and, and, you know, try to be as best as you can every day. Go ahead, Curtis. I know you want to ask it. All right, Brian. So this is my fixation, but diehard Pats fan growing up, I have not been able to get over the fact that Malcolm Butler was a healthy scratch in Super Bowl 52. So I just would like, just between us, what were you told on that uh, after that game as to why Butler did not play outside of one snap on special teams? Uh, I got nothing for you. I don't know. Ooh. And see. Oh, wait. Well, what's that, Brian? <laughs> Having phone issues again? <laughs> hey, Bill, Bill's um, going to tell OMF today at 430. Uh, Nick, your, yep. your question is going to be the quarterback question of the week for Brian Hoyer. Sponsored by Northeast Men's Health with offices in Dedham near Legacy Place and in Salem, New Hampshire. Northeast Men's Health, the experts in men's sexual health. NortheastMensHealth.com. So, Greg, a uh, lot is made, obviously, of the greatest comeback in Super Bowl and Patriots history, 28 to three in Super Bowl 51. But did you know Brian Hoyer, who's on the phone with us right now, is actually the first quarterback uh, with the Patriots or not to ever have come back from 28 to three. Back in 2014, Brian Hoyer was down 28 to three to the Tennessee Titans with the Cleveland Browns, scored 26 straight points and led the Browns to a 29 to 28 comeback victory. Uh, What's that like, Brian? And did you, when you found out Brady won Super Bowl 51, did you, did you send him a text like, already done that, bro? I actually did. I said, hey, look, I've, I've been down 28-3 before and came back, but I think his is a little bit of a bigger stage. But, no, I mean, you know, you get to that point and you're looking at the scoreboard, you're like, all right, you know what, you know, screw the scoreboard. We're not looking at the scoreboard anymore. We're just going out there and trying to bring some good plays together and, you know, just try to, you know, do enough to make it, close and then as you keep going and it's getting better and you're getting closer and I think you, that breeds a little bit of confidence and 
I remember throwing the the last touchdown pass to Travis Benjamin. I don't, I can't remember how much time was left. And you go back over and you're winning now. And you're like, wow, like you know, really didn't think that we were going to get back here. But when you take that um, mindset of just a good play, a good play, a good play, um, it kind of shows you know what what's capable of of your team and what you can do. So I think it's all about the mindset and and not you know throwing in the towel and just saying, look, whether. We win, lose, whatever it is. Let's just go out and play the best we can and see where it gets us. Is it going to be weird for you to play without fans? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of debate on what's going on. Um, you know, it'll be new for everyone, and it, it'll present some, you know, challenges that you probably never thought of, um, and you just have to deal with it. You know, um, whether it's a, the defense hearing your calls or it being on the TV copy, it's something that – you're definitely going to have to think about and, and see how it affects you know how, the way you play. And with Cam being here, do you feel like there's extra pressure when it comes to uh, your fashion choices and, and what you're going to wear post-game? <laughs> um, look, I, I think um, that's the least of my concerns at this point. Um, you know, I think I have a good rep- repertoire of my own, maybe a little bit different style, but I think that's definitely in the back of my mind at this point. How would you describe your style as opposed to his? Oh, man, I don't know. Um <laughs> Classic, I guess. I wish I could take some of the the style list um, that he did, but I, I don't think that I have the the ability to do so. <laughs> I do have a with, with with a bald head. You know, you accumulate a lot of hats over the years, so um, yeah, you know, you I think we'll both be in the same boat there. Yeah, you can give him a run for his money when it comes to hats. Yeah. All right. <laughs> right. All right. Well, listen. Thanks for joining us this morning, and we'll uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again during this season. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Thanks, Brian. All right. That is Brian. Hoyer. Brian Hoyer.